Hello and welcome to the Agents of Game podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I am Dave. I'm Matt. Dan. Sadly, Sean is not with us tonight. Uh, we think he may have succumbed to the Demogorgon, and we're not sure if we'll ever see him again. I think the entrance to the Upside Down is in my toilet, though, so we know how to go get to him. It's just a matter of doing it. <laughs> I can't say that I relish the thought of climbing in your toilet. <laughs> now, does it still work if you scrub it? Because, yeah, you, that needs to happen. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, in general news, uh, for those of you who have been following along, our website is back up. We just transferred to a new host, and the website is back up and running. Um, we've got more content going again for that. Uh, CES registration starts in two weeks for media and insiders, um, and we are hoping to have an Agents of Game presence at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. This will be the 50th anniversary of the Consumer Electronics Show, and we are definitely hoping to be a part of that. Uh, more news on that coming up. Uh, so this week is the 25th anniversary of the Super Nintendo uh, invading the United States, and what a wonderful 29 years. 29. What a wonderful 25 years that has been. It was crazy to think. 25 years ago. My two best memories of the Super Nintendo were the peripherals. That little, like, bazooka thing. Instead of oh, the little yeah. the gun, you'd put it on your shoulder or whatever, and you had the sights. It didn't have any good games for it, but I remember the, the bazooka thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because they only shipped it with two uh, controller ports... And some marketing genius thought, let's make the Secret of Mana have three playable characters so we can ship and sell this other peripheral, the three-player adapter. Yes. Yeah, I when we got it, I don't. I think we got it when it was fairly new as a console, but uh, I want to say we got Final Fantasy Mystic Quest and Super Mario world were the games we got with it then we added mm. several more later on genesis came out i want to say about a year earlier um, and so super nintendo was a significantly advanced console i remember commercials about there being like a hundred and some colors on the genesis and hundreds of thousands on the super nintendo oh. <laughs> i made the mistake of buying uh from blockbuster used uh super street fighter turbo um mm. for the genesis and the sound quality for the voices was so much worse than it was on the Super Nintendo, and the colors were worse. And like, it, it sounded more like human voices, and it sounded more like the the robotic um, imitations of human voices on the Genesis. And it's like, oh, I, I still remember to this day. I will sometimes catch myself in my head doing the Guile Sonic Boom voice from that game. <laughs> I can't repeat it because my voice is too deep. <laughs> but holy cow, it was awful. Oh, but there's so much awesomeness. I mean, you should be repeating the voices from that game. You should just be walking down the street, street and just go, Huck, duck, Lucan! Shoryuken! I do do that sometimes, Shoryuken. And pretend to throw a dragon punch because I'm awesome. And a Dragon Punch is totally not a made-up fighting move. <laughs> nope, not at all. It's a real not thing. one bit, yep. Especially the Flaming Dragon Punch. I often set my foes on fire. <laughs> Usually while they're sleeping, it involves lots of gasoline and a lighter, but... <laughs> you sound like the Joker there from uh, the last movie. What was it? <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oh. I haven't got to see Suicide Squad yet. I know we're talking about games, so I won't go into that too much. Yeah, I, I still need to see that, or may, maybe I don't. I'm not sure yet, but I probably should. Otherwise, I might have to rip up my nerd card. <laughs> I I will see it eventually. I but um, going back to the Super Nintendo, I actually was one of those Mortal Kombat nerds, and so I had mm. Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat. With the sweat instead of the blood, 
And then I had the Sega Genesis Mortal Kombat with the blood. And then I had Mortal Kombat 2 on the Super Nintendo, which had the blood finally. And then I had it on the Sega Genesis as well. And I remember that being a big thing. Was oh, it's the blood is too much for Nintendo right now. Uh, hey, speaking of things that I am going to spend money on related to Nintendo, I cannot wait for that mini console to come out with and, all the video games recorded, pre you know, downloaded on oh, it. Oh yeah, it's yeah, supposed to be bucks. plug and play, I guess. Yeah. Yep. And they they're doing a lot of things so they fit on a HD screen now, so that um, it's not. Uh, like jarring or whatever. Um, I, will, I don't know what they did, but I will uh, probably be waiting at Walmart <clears throat> to buy it. Uh, you know, midnight of release, and I will spend the rest of my night playing The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> oh, is that going to be on there? Is that on the list? I, the what ones is... that I remember are the first three Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda one and two. And then there's a whole bunch more, but I don't remember the specifics of, other than those five. Yeah, I remember reading, uh, just seeing a headline on an article, and it just said uh, um, something about being disappointed that these games weren't on the console. So I was just curious if they had the big name ones or not. Yeah, well, uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who I don't use BitTorrents or anything like that. But I just, it's hard for me to buy something like that when I know there are game emulators out there that could play all the games, but at the same time I'm not getting a game emulator, so I kind of want to break down and get that thing, yeah. but uh, it's not going to play probably all the games I had, and sadly I still don't have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out that I lent out to someone and never got back. <laughs> Told you I needed my money. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Hold on, I'll punch him up. You know what, I know... The more I think about it, Metroid was on there, the original Metroid. Nice. Yeah, it would be nice if there was something like that that played all the Nintendo games and some of the Game Boy games because, like, I, I play, I've been playing yeah. um, with my nieces and nephews that are visiting a little bit of Metroid too, and it's just hard to play on that tiny, tiny screen mm -hmm. after all these years. Plus, like, I, I would actually probably play. I see videos all the time of uh, those Pokemon games. And I just would never play them on a handheld, but I might actually try to play them if they're on a big screen. I love okay, that type so of turn-based combat. I'm going to hit the highlights. Castlevania 1 and 2, Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, uh, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Mega Man 2, Metroid Ninja Gaiden, Final Fantasy, Punch-Out, oh, featuring Mr. Dream. I don't know who that is. And then Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3, Temco Bowl, I'm sorry, Tecmo Bowl, I can't talk, and Legend of Zelda 1 and 2. Dang, yeah, that is actually a pretty good lineup. Yeah, there's more, I didn't name them all, but... Yeah. Ooh, Excite Bike and Dr. Mario? Okay, I might as well just name them all. Ooh, I'm not going Bike. To. So, I'm definitely going to drop $60, $70 on that because I'll need a second controller. <laughs> Uh, doesn't it come with two? I thought it came with two. I think it only comes with one. Okay. You wouldn't think the market would be big enough to have the controller. Yeah, it separately. says uh, AC and HDMI cables to plug into modern TVs plus one classic controller. Extra controls will cost $9.99 a piece. Okay. Hey, yeah, that's pretty cool. Huh. Wish I was more of a retro gamer. I'd probably be more into that. Well. I, this is the first thing in probably 15 years that Nintendo has released that I'm actually interested in. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be huge for them. I, I think, yeah. I mean, and they're one of the only companies that could really release something like that. Now, do they, are they offering the ability to get more games on there, or is it basically a locked system where there's no memory to add more stuff? I read, Unfortunately, it didn't say, or I, did, I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, I read that it is locked. They aren't doing any uh, downloads, or it's not connected online or anything. For yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Once I they sell, like, surprised. 80 million, they'll probably figure something out. Well, speaking of uh, games with incredible graphics, uh, my brother recently bought me Minecraft for the PC, 
Um, so, and uh, Matt and I have been talking about doing a Minecraft Agents of Game server. So if you're interested in joining us in blocky goodness, um, we will be leaving some notes up as, on the website and also on Facebook as soon as we have that going. Um, so yeah, Minecraft could be a thing again. Um, hopefully we'll be doing some more ARC in the not too distant future, but there are some slight issues with both our Xbox and PC server. I blame the gnomes. Yes, freaking gnomes. Um, but in terms of what I've been playing lately, uh, I've been doing uh, Star Wars The Old Republic has been doing a summer event, which is really great for new players or people who are maybe coming back to the game for a while. Um, it's a light versus dark event, and um, depending on what choices people make as they play through on new characters, um, there's going to be some new companions coming out. You could get either a, a light-sided uh, Chist Jedi... Or there's going to be a dark-sided Zabrak, but that's kind of generic. Everyone's seen a, a Sith Zabrak. No one needs to see another one of those, unless it's Darth Maul, which would be cool. Um, but it's kind of a uh, an obnoxious <laughs> so event. You can just be immortal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he already is, according to the cartoon series. But sadly, it's not Darth Maul. I think it's a female Zabrak, and so it's not Darth Maul. Okay, not going to lie. I kind of wonder what it would be like to make out with a female Zabrak. <laughs> well, you can if you play as a way? smuggler. I don't know. If you play as a male smuggler, you can find that out. Yeah. But she's an awful character, so no. Um, but anyway, the, what's frustrating about the light versus dark event is that the Old Republic has always had really, really great events, and some of them have been recurring, some of them haven't. But this event is basically just a rehash of the existing content they put some cool rewards in it and it is kind of cool to see some of the storylines but to get anything for it you have to create a new character and play through previously existing content um so that is kind of disappointing but uh, uh i just finished season one of um the episodic content uh, knights of the fallen empire which has been absolutely amazing um knights of the eternal throne has been announced and that's going to be coming out this fall or starting at least this fall um i believe that's going to be another 16 episodes um so if you like story content um star wars the old republic is putting out a lot more story content if you like a lot of pvp or raids the pvp and raids are great but they haven't been putting a lot of effort into those lately um, but aside from that, yeah, I've been playing some Fallout Shelter now that that's out on PC, and uh, they just did a big new patch for that to match up with the Fallout 4 uh, Nuka World, um, and the more I play Fallout Shelter, the more I love it, and I want to go through uh, the Fallout games, finally. Yeah, I love it. Fallout series is so good. Well, don't feel too bad, Dave. I also have not uh, bit the bullet and played the Fallout series. I, I hear that I should, but I just never seem to get around to it. Well, maybe you could live vicarious through me when I start it up, and that might get you to push the button and get it yourself. Or not. <laughs> so what have you guys been playing lately? Um... I haven't been playing too many new games this summer. I've been trying to get through some of the ones from last fall still, but um, I actually still need to finish the Witcher uh, DLC. But um, just finished Day Sex, actually right before we started the podcast. Did my first playthrough with no kills. I always do, in those games, I always do my first playthrough easy and then no kills. And I tried for the no alarm, but the system is a little bit different this time. And by the time I realized that I already set off an alarm, um, it was too late to reload, so I'm going to do that on my hard difficulty run through, but uh, the game is excellent. It's pretty, and um, and it has, the level design is so much more complex this time compared to the last game, so there's just always ways to get through without ever being seen, and uh, it made the boss fight so that if you're stealthy enough, you can ambush them, and um, it's more puzzly in the boss fights. Uh, you never have to kill anybody, so... If you're going to play the new, the new Day Sex, even the last Day Sex was really good if you played through without trying to kill, but I highly recommend playing through without killing people and um, no alarms because it just makes the game that much better and more complex. So that's what I've been playing all week. 
I, I know we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, we I think we both got into the closed beta for the League of Legends card game. Or not League of Legends. Um, Elder Scrolls Online card oh, game. Oh, yeah. Have you actually tried that out yet? I can't find my... I can't find the... Uh, um... Email, so I haven't been able to actually. Well, it's in it's it's in open beta now, so you don't even oh, it need is. it. Um, okay. Basically, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's on Steam, uh, but I got the Bethesda.net launcher, which is how I've been playing Fallout Shelter. Mm. And when you open the launcher, which I'm going to do right now, and hopefully it doesn't screw anything up. Um, but uh, it has three things on the launcher. It has uh, it's linked to your account, so. If you got into the closed beta, you'll be in there, but it's in open beta now. Uh, it has Fallout Shelter. It has Elder Scrolls Legends. And then it has the uh, creation kit for Fallout 4. So if you want to make your own mods, they're all on the same installer. You, you just have to... Uh, or installer and launcher. So you just have to launch whichever one you want to do. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, you just open the... Bethesda.net launcher and Elder Scrolls Legends is on there. Um, and uh, yeah, so maybe we should try that out and see if we want to talk about it next week. Yeah, I definitely do want to try it out because I, I like magic and I love Elder Scrolls Universe. So. Yeah. I'm always down for an online card game. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've also actually read an article saying that Facebook is thinking about starting some kind of launcher like that yeah. to try and entice more uh, hardcore gamers. I don't know if that were. apparently Farmville isn't uh, isn't lucrative enough anymore, I guess. <laughs> I think the type of gamer that, that they're shooting for just doesn't play the same type of games that the casual crowd gets into. So I think Steam has that market, I think. Well, something else I know you've been playing some, Dan, that uh, we've gotten into. It's not exactly quite new anymore, but the uh, the stunting for Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Uh, the stunt races are a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely uh, definitely made racing, when, especially when they do the double money, like they have the last. They've done it like twice in the last month, but um, it makes it easy to just race all day. <laughs> Uh, the the day we tried the user ones because they have the editor form as well, it was pretty bad. Like none of the user tracks were very good. And part of it, I think, is inexperience, but also the editor is kind of broken, and so you have to uh, jimmy rig it a lot. So it takes a lot of time to get it right. So it's kind of annoying right now. So once they fix it, I think we'll see a lot better user-made tracks. And once people get more familiar. You know, I actually kind of liked some of the user-made races, not because they were good. I mean, they really were generally terrible. But I actually had a chance at beating you at races. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's one where uh, Dave and my brother completed a lap. Uh, what was it? Uh, like six minutes when you finished your first lap? Something like that, yeah. And I never finished a lap at it ended up being about 20-something minutes for the whole race, and I, I was still stuck on this one part. It was so annoying. <laughs> but, uh, actually, just the other night, we did a heist, because some of my friends got the game recently, and they haven't done the heist yet. And so we've been slowly doing them, and we did the final heist. And I think it was about two hours we spent trying to do it, and... We never finished it. We actually still need to finish it. But they wouldn't listen to me about the route. You know the route that we have, Dave? That we yes, our, our perfect escape route. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong. If you follow that route, you will make it. There's no, there's no, nothing about it unless something drastically happens, like at, at one of the roadblocks you have to, you have to go by um, if they just shoot you because you aren't engaging or something, or the FBI comes into the tunnel. Those are the only times we've ever failed going that route. And, but they just wouldn't listen to me. And so, and if you guys are hearing this podcast, I'm not slamming you or anything. It's just how it happened. But, uh, but he totally is. Yeah. But they wouldn't listen. And so they'd always go off track or they wouldn't follow. And you'd keep hearing them say stuff like, you know, like reactions to stuff happening badly. And it was just like, dude, if you guys would follow, you'd make it. And it, it was just like six times attempting 
from the spot. We were, I mean, we were at the lowest point of the money. The whole it was so frustrating. But um, it's an open world game. I should be able to go to wherever I want. So I'm going to Vespucci Beach and do donuts <laughs> in the sand, and and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that just like they were staying somewhat, you know, like somewhat in the area, but then they would like um decide to veer off somewhere, you know, like I we kept losing them like around the train track area and or like up the mountain and stuff. But uh but yeah, yeah for, was, for those of you who aren't familiar with what we're talking about, basically on the final heist uh in GTA five, you you do the big one. You rob a major bank, you get lots of money, and you have to escape, but the more you get shot, the more you get hurt. And so Dan and I basically created the perfect escape route, um, the way to avoid as many cops as possible, and it's really, really safe. It's not... I mean, there's no way that's perfectly safe, but it's it's. We spend a lot of time perfecting this route, and we should probably post a video of it, because it's yeah. just such a good route. We um, have finished... We have finished without losing... The million dollars. Yeah. Finished with a million dollars. Yes. We, we've done perfect runs on it, and it's yep. it's just the ideal route. You we And we did a lot of trial and error to make sure that, I mean, there's no better way to go. Yeah. Um, you can get off course and still be okay as long as you don't go crazy off course, but uh, yeah, you should follow this route. It's, it's a good route. It will get you lots and lots of money. Yep. Need four people, and an hour and a half or so if things go right. But, I, and I was hopeful because actually all the other setup, because that probably has the most um, complex setup missions too. And uh, and we we were doing good. Like the times where we usually struggle, we actually did it. I was surprised. Like uh, like the one where you have to get up on land and escape the cops while delivering the guy to that barn. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating, but we did it on the second try. So, I mean, we were doing really good. So I was just surprised we weren't able to finish. I think part of it was fatigue. It was getting really late. And then the other part was the re- repetition. People just get bored. And I think one of the things, because you know how we have it where the bag carriers drive, the guys sit on back behind them. I think they're getting bored of just riding. So everybody was getting on their own bike and doing everything. It was just <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> but um, but this one one time we almost made it, and um, I I got to the boat like probably about 20 seconds ahead of everybody, so I backed the boat up to be a straight drop-off from the jump where you have to parachute off the motorcycle. And uh, and so my brother landed on the boat with his parachute, and he he just lost his mic, so we couldn't hear his reaction. And then Bacon got there, and we were waiting the whole rest of the time. It was probably like a minute or 45 seconds or something for the last dude to uh, to get there. And he, he rolled off the mountain, and then he, like, jumped, and he didn't hit Y in time, so then when he parachuted, he hit the ground instead up in the mountain so then he couldn't jump and parachute again and like <laughs> it was just such a disaster we were all down there and ready to go it was so annoying and then we just never even got close after that so, <sighs> but it was that still fun sad. that sounds like what would happen if I tried to play the game I'm not very good <laughs> at that game I've already tried yeah that's the thing though is it, there is frustrating moments like that but the game is just so entertaining and so fun like I just I love doing it. And I've I've only done the the highest a few times. So I, I still like doing it. It's just the only problem is getting four people with the set amount of time to play. And um but yeah, I, yeah, I still love GTA. Battlefield update hit today, if you guys are Battlefield players. Um they're doing what they're doing for Battlefield, if you haven't heard, is they're unifying all the Battlefield games on the PC and on the one and PS four, um, on their platforms, obviously not crossplay. But um, they're unifying the UI so that the UI carries from game to game, the same exact UI, and you can jump, so you can set it up so you, you start in one game and you can just jump from game to game. And I don't know how they're going to do it, and that's why I'm curious. There's a 4-gig update, so I haven't played it yet. But, uh, but they're going to make it so you can play in Battlefield 4 and then jump to Battlefield Hardline and then jump to Battlefield 1, all with the same playlist. So I thought that was interesting. But... Um, but their UI is supposed to be really good, so I'm really excited to check it out. But that hit today, and then next week, and the reason why it hit today was because next week the Battlefield 1 beta starts. Um, so, and they think they're going to have two maps and two modes or something like that. Um, but uh, so definitely be ready for that. It's probably going to be a huge download. I'm not sure I haven't read anything if they're going to do a pre-download, but they probably will. 
Well, I think so, and I think if I remember correctly, and I may be just talking out of my butt here, but if I remember correctly, um, they were saying that if you were like an insider, you got access early. So I'm assuming oh, they're going right. to pre-download an early access for at least some people. Yeah, and if you pre-ordered, I think. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to bring up, and I, I loaded it up the other day. I didn't get to play it, um, but uh, GoldenEye Source just came out for free. You have to grab the files from their site, um, the guys who made it, but then you go into Steam and it automatically downloads everything you need from Steam. Um, and then that's how you can play it. So it is a Steam game. At first, I thought it wasn't, because which I was surprised since they're calling it Gold Nice Source. But um, then once I started installing it, I found out why why you have to start from their site. But uh, it looked awesome, and I can't wait to play it. But uh, just a heads up, if you're a fan of Gold Nice, Gold Nice Source, out. So there you go. That's my list. Um, Hearthstone just released its next adventure and the adventures in case you're not familiar are i mean they're not scripted fights like it's the same every time but you uh, follow a set pattern against certain computer controlled bosses and the rewards are uh, cards not as many as you can get from when they release like an expansion like the whispers of the old gods that they just did a couple months ago but you're guaranteed to get the cards. You don't have to open the packs or anything like that. So this one is based on a uh, dungeon from World of Warcraft called Karazhan. And they have the wizard Medivh starts out playing against uh, one of the demons from this dungeon. And they get sucked into some portal and you've got to get the party ready for the guests or something like that. It's pretty ridiculous, but it's typical Hearthstone. Uh, humor so the i think they're in the second or third week now unfortunately i haven't been playing it very often and that's because of the other game that i started playing and it's called fantasy war tactics it's a mobile game and it's by a company called nexon and i i assume you can get it on the on the iphone but i only have an android so i play the android version and what that game is, is a strategy RPG, kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics, which is probably where they stole a bit of the name from. Um, and you build your team of five characters, and you go against the computer-controlled opponents, and you have your set map, and you have to out, you know, outflank them, build your stats so you're stronger than them, that kind of stuff. So, it's an excellent game, lots of fun to play. Uh, it can be a bit time-consuming, though, but it is mobile, so you can take it with you, unless you're playing on, like, Bluestacks or something. <laughs> Which game is this? It's called Fantasy War Tactics. Oh, okay. And I just put a, a, a notice about our guild, Agents of Game, in the game and that's on the website and i have a link to the forums if people are interested in that if you play the game all you have to do is go in and search agents of game um each word is capitalized but it's all one word i don't know how much of a difference that will make because i haven't tried to search my own guild yet <laughs> so this is uh, phone mobile right you said Yes, exactly. You can play it on on uh, Android. I'm pretty, like I said, I'm pretty sure they have it for the iPhone as well, but I don't have an iPhone, so I don't. I haven't checked that out. Uh, it's free to play, free to download. Um, the premium currency is pretty easy to come by. They're not really super stingy about it, but. They do have some stuff that you can only get by spending real money. There's not a lot of stuff, but there is some stuff. Like uh, certain characters that they release, they'll release as a package. And until recently, you would get a, a unique set of gear for that character. And those packages you could only buy with real money. 
Well, the nice thing is that their latest new character, they're doing the package again, but now they're letting us buy her and her special package with the unique armor set with in-game currency. So mm. hopefully nice. that's a direction that they keep heading. That's cool. Yeah, but I mean, it's there's tons of characters. You can build your own team however you want to play. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do every day. I mean, I can't keep up with it some days, and it's it'll be the only game I play, and I still can't keep up with it. You ever play uh, Front Mission? I have not. I haven't even heard of that one. Okay, that sounds a lot like how this one plays. So I was just curious. Look yeah, I mean, right I... now. <laughs> I'm sure there are lots of other games, you know, but this one had the right kind of mix between strategy, RPG, and fantasy. Um, you know, it's got it's got people that use shotguns, but it's also got magicians and, and the story oh, is from Nexon. Is a bit lame. Yeah, Nexon. Okay. Um, um also do my one of my favorite games I'm playing on mobile right now is called Hit. Um, oh, nice. I probably have seen it on their website, but I haven't tried it. It's really good. If you like Diablo, it's that type of game. But anyway, I'll let you go back to that. But Ooh, I just want to throw that well, out Well, now I do want to check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. It's the same same thing. Like they, They're pretty generous with the in-game currency. You can earn it over time and still buy their big packages. And uh, like my guy is, has epic and legendary gear on it. I haven't spent one cent. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely doing it the free-to-play route because that's kind of my thing. I have family, don't have a lot of money to spend. So I'm really excited that we can get this package, the latest one with the in-game currency. I'm still saving it up, so I haven't got it yet. But <laughs> it's like an $80 value, which I will gladly spend time playing your game if you're going to give me $80, you know? Yeah, yeah, no joke. <laughs> So, like I said, I would recommend it to anybody that likes kind of, you know, turn-based strategy games. It's a lot of fun, kind of addicting, and we have a guild. We're still small and we're focused on newer players, but um, if things start building, we start growing, then we can definitely transition to a more serious endgame guild. There is a lot of endgame content to it as well but uh right now i'm still i've just barely touched the the tip of the end game myself so very nice well hopefully yep. i i can get a device that could actually play some of that before too long so yep and i'll try and keep uh I'll try and put some cool, uh, any cool pictures that I get on the website or stuff like that. Um, but definitely check out the announcement if you haven't. It's on the website. We have forums too. If you want to ask any questions, check out the forums. There's a link in the article on the website. Uh, the Gambit movie lost another director. Uh, Doug Lyman has left Gambit to apparently take on the Justice League Dark Project, uh, which could be pretty interesting. And that show, that movie has just had a rough go. Yeah, well, apparently uh, Tatum, Channing, Channing, Tatum, Tating, Channer, I don't know. Um, I think it was I, the second one. Um, he's still supposedly attached to the movie, uh, but kind of hard to do a movie without a director. But uh, speaking of shows that we are excited about that should do well, Luke Cage. That trailer holy crap luke yeah. cage yeah, netflix is now on their uh, marvel series man well and uh, you know i've they've done well with the previous stuff but if i had to say that i was optimistic and excited for a show based on just the one trailer that luke cage trailer it's just yeah yeah i'm sold i sadly have not seen it i know First, I'm not going to buy the Star Wars DVD just for deleted scenes, and now I haven't seen the Luke Cage trailer. You might be questioning my nerd credentials, but I assure you, they're real. You're off the team. <laughs> 
So Douglas Adams fans, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency has a new trailer and will premiere on BBC America October 22nd. Um, so that should be interesting if you're a fan of Douglas Adams. Um, and if you liked The Ring, Rings looks like it's coming out October 28th. Um, another big horror movie. Um, for me, at least, that's a big nope. That's just a whole bag full of nope. Yeah, I haven't watched the trailer yet. Honestly, Usually horror, horror sequels just don't do it for me. But the the last horror sequel that I was even remotely interested in was Saw Two, and after Saw Two, the whole franchise just went down, 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 down. But I agree with Dan. I I don't really care for horror movie sequels. Uh, Magnificent Seven, um, the new version is coming out September twenty third with an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am pretty excited about that one. Yeah, it should be pretty sweet. Again, I haven't seen the trailer, but I've seen some of the advertisements for it, and it does look like it's going to be a good time. So anyway, there's there's one big thing I've been watching lately, but we will get to that shortly. Uh, Matt, what's on your radar, and what have you been watching? As usual, I am not much of a TV buff. I, uh, I've i been watching a couple different anime shows, but nothing really to write home about. Um, I have started watching a series called Limitless, and it's loosely based on the movie of the same title, I think. And it does have Bradley Cooper doing some guest star work. And it's kind of... A, a similar plot to like a Sherlock Holmes thing where he's a a super smart detective, but the hook is that he's only a super smart detective because of a pill that makes him a super smart detective. (laughs) But, um, they've got pretty good writing. Um, you know, it's kind of easy to see some of the plot hooks coming but overall it's an enjoyable show it's definitely pretty funny that's what surprised me was how funny it was actually i didn't know it was gonna be that quirky yes that's easily my favorite part of the show is that they don't take themselves too seriously but they still present us with some smart plots and some stuff where you you know sometimes you do end up scratching your head okay so yeah, I'm not sure how much we're going to talk about Stranger Things here because I kind of want to do I, either a whole episode or maybe even a whole series on Stranger Things because it's just that good. But if you haven't watched it, shame on you. And I'm speaking to you, Matt, and anyone else out there. Uh, you <laughs> really, really have to watch it. Um, don't go in expecting the perfect show because there certainly are flaws, but the show is so amazingly well done that it's pretty easy to forgive any flaws that are there. Um, It is a very retro show that makes you feel like you're watching an old Spielberg movie back when Spielberg was, you know, doing amazing creative work full of imagination. I got like E.T. and Goonies vibe big time from it. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, And it's set in that same era. The, the, the hair, the clothes, most of the language is just so perfect for it. And it's, oh, oh, it just drips with 1980s awesomeness. It's well written. The, there's some, several child actors who do put in amazing performances. The whole cast is amazing. Uh, um, really good. Yeah. Winona Ryder uh, just puts a stellar performance. Um, I can't remember the name of the person who plays the, the chief, but oh, just so good. Yep. Yeah, it yeah, we'll definitely talk about it more later, but uh it definitely and the thing that I'm really glad about is I knew nothing about it until about two weeks before it finally hit Netflix. And I saw the first trailer because it showed up on my watch list. I watched the trailer and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this looks amazing. And um but I didn't wait that long before I had to watch it and I watched it all within two days. But uh the thing that got me more than I was expecting was um, the music. 
Like, yes. I want that soundtrack. I mean, it is, it just fits so well with the setting, and, because it, it kind of had, like, an 80s electro uh, feel to it, but it was modern, too, like, yeah. it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it was, it's just, it fits perfectly, though, with, like, a sci-fi show like it is, and, oh. um, oh, it's just so good. Oh, and that's one of the things I was going to say is that uh, the theme song is amazing. It's basically, it's got, it's heavy on 1980s synthesizer. And if there is anyone out there listening to this who either can make 1980s synthesizer music, or if you know someone who does, yeah, we need something like that as our theme song. Oh, oh, that'd be awesome to have a inspired Stranger Things inspired theme song. (laughs) Yeah, I I would <laughs> sell someone else's kidney for <laughs> to pay for something like that. Yes. Well, you can't have mine. I'm attached to both of them. For now, things can change. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard I couldn't find my push to talk button at first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's 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 got humor, it's got uh, scares, it's well-written. Um, Netflix has not yet officially announced Season 2, but the uh, the Duffer Brothers, who are the minds behind the show, have already been putting a lot of plans into it. And one of the things I really like about it, and I don't again, I don't want to get too much into detail, partly because we want to talk more about it um, elsewhere, and also partly because I just don't want to spoil anything, but... Um, I really wanted to get into Lost, and I'll use Lost as an example here where as good as the show was, my understanding is they didn't have everything nailed down, and so season to season they would change things and sort of break continuity because they were just kind of making it up as it went. Whereas with this show, with Stranger Things, they don't give you all the answers, but they have 30 pages of material on... I can't remember if it was the uh, the main enemy or if it was the upside down or but basically they know what's going on. It's scripted, it's written. They're not going to break their own canon. They might not tell you everything that's going on, but they know what's going on. So they're not just flying by the seat of their pants and making crap up and they're not going to just change things randomly because they feel like it and I really really like shows that do that because Mm. I like trying to figure it out and if there's nothing to figure out because they haven't figured it out yet it just kind of I don't know it drags for me so go ahead and one thing that really shows they thought about that is during their shooting for season one one of the kids started really starting to grow up and so they knew right away that, okay, in the second season, it's going to be a time jump. So they're actually jumping the series two years from where it starts in season one, just so they can match up with the kids growing and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Curse those like gross that. spurts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Matt, you definitely need to watch it and watch it soon so we could start talking more about it. <laughs> well, I'm not one to worry about too much about spoilers, but if the soundtrack is as good as you say it is, that's one of the things that I really appreciate as well, is a good soundtrack that melds perfectly with the, the theme and the atmosphere of the show. I just well, want to watch it right now, because it seriously fits the mystery and the feeling of the show so good. Well, and there are two parts of it. There's the theme song itself, which is perfect. Um mm. And it's written for the show, but they also have a lot of um, 80s music, some of which is incredibly famous, some of which you probably haven't heard, or if you have, you've heard alternate versions of. But the soundtrack, I think there's a volume one, volume two that are available for download for free or for purchase or something. I'm not sure exactly how it works, Uh, but those are available out there. I will try to get the details and put them in the show notes um, and post them for people who are interested. But nice. if you like the soundtrack, you can get the soundtrack. Oh, I did not know that. Well, I will put it in my Netflix list tonight. So, Dan, did you have any other movies or shows that you wanted to, to bring up? Um, I just, I just finished Limitless uh, about a week ago or so, and then I watched another show on 
um, it was on Prime, I can't remember which one it was, it was a British one. Crap, can't remember what it was, it was like a murder mystery, but, um, but I just started Grimm, and one of my friends had been telling me that I need to start watching Grimm for a while now, for a couple of years actually, and, uh, so I just started Grimm this week. And um, about a little over halfway of the first season. It has five seasons on Amazon right now. But um, I'm actually really surprised with how much I like it. I was kind of worried it was going to be a little too corny for me. But they actually do, they actually treat it, the fables and the, all those legends you grow up, you know, with as a kid. They actually treat them really well so it's not corny and childish. Unlike pretty- Once? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's totally different from Once, uh, Once Upon a Time. Or... Is that what it's called, right? Yeah, I think its official name is Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I liked the first season of that, but then it it did. It just got a little too uh, kind of corny for me. It wasn't uh, enough to keep me watching. But but this show, they handle it really well, and like, um, uh, yeah, I like it. It's dark and has some really cool like twists on the the fables we grew up with and. I really like it. They have some, you know, the one thing about serialized shows is they always have the things they do, you know, like the intro is always the same or their reveals of the the bad guy is always the same. So that kind of gnaws at me. But uh, overall, though, I've really been enjoying Grimm on Amazon. Um, as far as on TV, there isn't a lot other than Mr. Robot. I love Mr. Robot. That started its second season. Um, the I think a month ago or so, um, but it's been slow the season. They've been building up for something, I think. But but yeah, so Mr. Grim or Mr. Grim, uh, Grim <laughs> would, is a good series though if you haven't seen that. Yeah, and, and all the DC shows are going to be starting. I want to say in about another month or so. But rumor was supposed to be that they're going to be coming out. Um, earlier than before on Netflix. Uh, I know in the past years, like for example, um, Arrow season two would release the same day as season three started on TV. So you couldn't really binge watch catch up very easy. And same season three released on Netflix, same time season four, same day season four started on TV. Supposedly this year, they're going to be starting earlier, which I really, really hope. Yeah. Um, Whereas, whereas agents of shield, you know, as soon as the season's over, that's on Netflix, which yep. makes it easier to catch up and follow that. Um, Netflix just got a deal, actually, in Canada, not America, sadly, where um, CW's superhero shows are exclusive to Netflix. So maybe that will help the uh, help them get it in the pipeline faster. I don't know. Well, I guess this is one other note. I know we do have, um, I don't know if we have any international listeners, but I know some of our Facebook fans are international and website visitors. Um, The new Star Trek series they announced fairly recently that, so if you're in the United States and Canada and you want to watch the new Star Trek series that's coming out in the not-too-distant future, um, the first episode will be uh, on TV, then every other episode you have to subscribe to CBS's subscription service. But if you're outside of the U.S. and Canada, as soon as the episodes go up on CBS, they'll go on Netflix. So if oh. you're in the U.K. or South America or wherever you are. That's just not fair. Yeah, that sucks. Well, for us, yes. But at least, you know, I'm happy for those people that aren't going to yep. get raked let over it, the coals. Let us know what you think before we spend money on it. <laughs> Oh, and this is a side note. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I, I almost paid for the CBS service so I could catch up on Supergirl. Mm-hmm. But they didn't then even I have all CW. the episodes of Supergirl. It yeah. was Lame. it was like I I could have I could watch the pilot and then like the last three episodes, but even if I were paying six or seven bucks a month, I couldn't watch the previous episodes of Supergirl. And it's like, what? No. I'm willing to give you money and I still can't watch your show? That's junk. Yeah. They're showing it on, right now, they're doing the first season on CW all over again. Nice. Uh, on the CW app? or uh, well, Isn't it moving to CW, I thought? Yes. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, that's where they're doing it. It's uh, so that people who weren't watching it on CBS or wherever it was at can watch it on CW, and it will. I think it will finish right before the new season starts. So. Well, I will have to check into that, and hopefully they'll 
if it's not on the CW app already, hopefully it'll be there soon because I definitely do want to catch up on it. Um, Especially if I don't have to pay seven a month for it. Yeah. What were you about to say? um, CW app is the same way, though, isn't it? Like, they're kind of sporadic with their episodes. Yeah, um, it varies. They usually have five previous episodes, but sometimes it's the pilot and then, like, episode seven and then the last three episodes, or, like, the three most recent. Sometimes it's it, it varies, so you can keep up, but you just don't want to get too many episodes behind because it's even though they have five episodes, it's not the five most recent episodes. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Supergirl grew on me. Um, it's definitely had its problems. But, yeah, I'm hoping that they, uh, yeah, they'll be able to do a lot of them for season two. And rumor is that uh, for the musical crossover episode between all four of the superhero shows, um, rumor is that Joss Whedon might be doing that. So uh, ah, that'd be I'm interesting. Definitely intrigued. His musical is episode it... of Buffy was amazing. Yeah, is the musical episode across all four just The Flash and Supergirl? I th- well, there are going to be some four show crossovers. I thought the musical was supposed to be a four show car- crossover. Oh, okay. It might be, um, I, don't, I don't know. Independent Why do we of that, need a musical? Come on. I just heard <laughs> well, some of the talk. Some of the some of the people on the show have amazing voices, like the guy who yeah. plays Joe West, uh, John Barrowman, who just signed a contract to be a recurring character on all four shows. So, um, has a great voice, and so it could be pretty good. The uh, um, Gustin, he's supposed to be a pretty good singer too. Well, and I know we've posted it on our Facebook page at least once, if not twice, and we could repost it again. But if you haven't seen the cast of season, uh, well, three of the male stars of season one of The Flash singing the Ballad of Serenity a cappella, that's pretty sweet. Too bad they don't get the Supernatural guys in on those shows, too. <laughs> That'd be fun. Was, I saw a uh, mime going around, or however you say it, um, on Facebook. It had a picture of Vampire Diaries, and it said how Vampire Diaries should have ended, and it showed, or no, Twilight. How Twilight should have ended, and it showed um, whatever her name and him, like, getting ready to kiss, and behind him you could see Winchesters approaching with their crossbows and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. I would pay to see that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Someone out there who has creative skills, put that together and I will throw money at you. It might not be real money, it may be Monopoly money, but I will still throw money at you. It will happen. Um, You know, my most watched channels are surprising. Well, HBO is probably my most watched. But, um, surprisingly, it's the CW, uh, Sci-Fi Channel and USA. None of the major networks. And I love their shows. Like the shows I watch on them. There's like multiple shows that I watch on those channels. Oh, I guess AMC and FX are getting up there, but but yeah, they're not close to those ones. It's funny you should mention that, Dan, because it actually reminded me. Um, Rick and Morty on um, Adult Swim. They have their whole season two on Hulu now. That is an excellent show. Um, it's definitely not for kids, but it is hilarious. I would highly recommend it. What do you mean? It's animated. It must be for kids. I will take my kids oh. to this show. Wait, Rick and Morty isn't for kids? <laughs> I'm going to watch it with my Hulu, kids as soon as we get out of Daredevil. out any of the expletives, right. so... Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I just always thought it was a kid's show. No, so, yeah, 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 I'm going to be watching uh, all the Marvel superhero shows with my kids and then, like, Daredevil and, and, and that. And then we're going to go see um, Deadpool and then we're watching Rick and Morty because I'm a good parent. I've taken my son to see Deadpool at least five times. <laughs> no. No, I haven't. That's a terrible <laughs> thing to say. Uh, 
I kind of want to buy the DVD because it was obscenely gross, but it was actually pretty funny. But I can't because I know my son is going to want to watch it with me. <laughs> ah, the joys of being a parent. Yeah, I watched a lot of movies this summer, and I'm going to dub this summer the Summer of Disappointment. Um, uh, Ghostbusters was an abomination. I haven't I heard real bad things. I... I cannot say enough bad things about Ghostbusters. Don't go watch it. You <laughs> will regret it. I'll wait for it to be free in HBO. I wouldn't even watch it for free. Oh, really? It's, it's that bad? It's so bad. Oh, oh my man. Word. I might be reading too much into it, but at the very end of the movie, uh, they're looking out over this, uh, over the city of New York, and Melissa McCarthy says something that makes absolutely no sense in the context of where she's standing. And she says something like, well, at least it wasn't terrible. And in my head, it just clicked. I'm like, she is admitting that she knows this movie is the garbage. Movie. <laughs> it was terrible, <laughs> Melissa. It was. <laughs> That's funny. So... Ghostbusters was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. I can't say enough bad things about Ghostbusters. Um, Star Trek Beyond, unfortunately, was a disappointment. Oh, I know you didn't a lot like of that? people. No, I didn't. I know a lot of people didn't like the second one, but I thought the second one at least still had some emotion, and I actually cared about the characters still. By the end of this movie, I was just like, all right, is it done yet? Can I go now? They're obviously going to save hmm. the day. And, yeah, it just didn't have... There was, some, there was some points where he definitely did some Fast and Furious type stunting. Um, yes, oh my word. Because I mean, that's who directed it. Exactly. His, his stench was... is all about the film. Yeah, uh, and it fits in Fast and Furious. Like, I like the Fast and Furious movies because of how crazy they are. It doesn't fit for Star Trek. So, like, that motorcycle scene did not fit at all. Yes, exactly. And, uh, yeah. And then uh, well, there's another one where it was just like, what is going on? <laughs> like, how did he think that this was going to be cool? But uh, but for the most part, I liked it, though. I liked, I liked the villain. And I mean, um, don't get me wrong, it... It did have some good jokes, and it was overall it was enjoyable. But compared to the first and the second one, I didn't like it nearly as much. And I just at the end of it, I really didn't feel that I cared about the characters. I'm like, you know, it didn't advance the story for me at all. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else did we see. Um, Jason Bourne. That is the only movie I think I've seen this summer that didn't disappoint me. Now, of course, it's not as good as the original, mm. but it was much better than the one where Matt Damon wasn't in it. And it was kind of a nice throwback to the original, where we get back to his character, <clears throat> and him just kicking butt and taking names. I like that one. So. I was surprised with how little he did talk. I read, I read about it before it went, so I was kind of aware of it. But, um, and I also noticed that the fight scenes, uh, they move the camera way too much, in my opinion, for the fight scenes and the chases. And I think one of the things is because Matt Damon is aging, um, that he, he's not <laughs> able to do the stunts as fast, you know, like they had to do something with the camera to make it look faster. I could see and that so, being the case. Yeah, but, uh, but it was still good. I, I liked it. It was definitely that. You know, that thriller thing. Yeah. I like Mission Impossible better than Jason Bourne. Well, I oh, really? this year or last year? Is that this year? Mission Impossible was last year, I think. Rogue oh, Nation, you mean? Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. That was last year, you're right. And yeah. it, it was okay. It wasn't nearly as bad as Mission Impossible 2, which is in my top <laughs> movies with Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um... But uh, I did watch that on Hulu as well, and I enjoyed that one okay. 
Well, going back to the the moving the camera a lot, I, if I remember right, on Born Supremacy, they did a lot of camera moving and camera spinning, um, especially mm-hmm. in the fights with Carl Urban. Yeah. Um, I just remember, like, they were in, I want to say there's a scene where the car was going through a tunnel and it just kept spinning and spinning. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and uh, th- this one is worse than that. Yeah. I guess that's so, what I mean. Like, this one did it even more than the other ones. Because the other one, that's kind of like uh, Paul Greengrass's, like, how he does fight scenes. Um, so he's always moved the camera, but this one just does it so much. And it's like, like little bits too. Like it's like in one fist punch, he'll move the camera like five times. It's crazy. Now, I didn't I, notice I, it that badly. <laughs> I, I haven't seen this one yet, so maybe I'm wrong here, but I can't imagine there's any movie with as much spinning as uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> you want to get me started on Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> let's probably not. Dude, speaking of the Pirates of the Caribbean, let's talk about this. Sea of Thieves. This game is going to be insane. Insane. Yeah, I was watching some of the Gamescom video, some of like the co-op in that, and yes, I want that. Yo, it'll be... Yeah. I have be... a uh-huh. mighty need. Yeah, and and it's like cooperable ships, so like you have to work together to just drive your ship on the ocean. Like so combat you have to have people manning the cannons while your other guys are doing the navigating and the the driving and the I mean it's just it looks amazing. Getting the cells right, all of that. Okay, but see that's I mean uh, it sounds cool in practice or in uh, theory, but I mean, if I don't have any of my friends lists online and I want to play the game, does that mean that I can't fight anybody, you know? That I don't know how small scale they're going to go. Uh, they've just been showing, like, the big scale co-op battling stuff in all their videos. But um, but that would be a good question because, yeah, you don't always have your friends to play. Well, and on the other side of that, uh, how many people can you have on your team? Because they're talking about, like, you could have, you know, the person driving the ship. You could have the person manning the cannons. You could have people repairing your ship. And so, like, how many people can you have? Because in theory, if you had, like, one person on each cannon and then, say, 15 people fixing your ship as it takes damage, you'd be pretty, pretty beastly. Yeah. But yes, I am definitely excited about that. Just the, you know, and that's something we've been talking a lot with. You know, No Man's Sky coming out and not even being able to see other players, um, and some of the stuff you've been posting about um, Star Citizen and how that's coming along. I I just want as much co-op as possible, where you have multiple people yeah. on a ship doing different jobs and doing stuff, and that's I just need more of that. I just need yeah. more of that. Yep, the more the more playability you have with your friends that is meaningful the better. And that's what I like about Ark so much is everything you do with your friends, it's it's doable. Everything is doable with your friends. No restrictions there. But there's not a lot of co there's not a a lot of actual co oping in Ark though, where that like flying ships or Yeah. Piloting yeah, the only I mean the only real co-op is if you're like, you know, doing a raid against a raid boss or if you're doing PVP and some of that can get pretty crazy intense. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably one of my most anticipated next year actually. Oh, the Sea of Thieves. Yeah. On behalf of Dan and Matt, thanks for joining in. Uh, be sure to check us out at agentsofgame.com, facebook.com slash agentsofgame, or twitter.com slash agentsofgame. And if you like what we do, you can support us directly or through patreon.com slash agentsofgame. You can also enjoy Agents of Game flavored Pop-Tarts and Oreos, and pretty soon we'll be releasing our full line of Agents of Game deodorants. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Good night. No. We'll catch you on the upside down side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
dead animals for your entertainment? Don't eat dead animals every day for our nourishment? Well, but this is for entertainment. I love eating oh, dead oh, yeah. animals. I don't know what you guys eat most of the time. Yeah, I, I joke about eating cats, and uh, Hannah's always like, We don't eat cats, they have fur. <laughs> no honey we don't eat cats because they're stringy and there's not much meat on them we just mount them on the mantle <laughs> or make drones out of them <laughs> can you imagine like a drone like dropping feral cats on people that'd be awesome <laughs> That sounds like a uh, Saints Row weapon right there. <laughs> yeah, blood didn't really start coming back into games there um, until the Xbox started doing blood a lot more again. I want to say I don't. I never owned a Turbo Graphics 16, but I want to say that one had some bloody games. I remember reading about it in gaming magazines and stuff. It seemed like it well, was a more mature console. Yeah, I guess it cost like a hundred thousand dollars or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, actually, I'm thinking on N64 they did have um, Doom. And uh, yeah, I, I had I Doom on the uh, 32X, which oh, I love that game, and I played it so much on the 32X. But you couldn't save, and Doom is a brutal game mm. without being able to save. Yeah, and is. there were cheat codes, but if you did the cheat codes, you couldn't get past level 15. You couldn't get to the final area. Oh, interesting. I didn't know I did that. And yeah. so basically, you either had to start from the finish and get all the weapons you needed, or use a cheat code and, and not beat the game. But if you if you tried to if you died and then tried to respond with the crappy pistol, and yeah, there was no chance. <laughs> Oh, the 32X. What a terrible, terrible system. <laughs> I skipped that one. <laughs> I, I think everybody else on the planet did as well. I had a buddy that didn't, so you're not the only one, Dave. But I played some games on his, and I'm like, I'm not spending money on this. 